Hello, and welcome to episode one of the Baby Metal Podcast. It's November 18th, 2018 for most of us as we record. The podcast is the place where we gather on alternate weeks to discuss news and thoughts on the past and future projects of Baby Metal. We invite you to join us, whether you're a longtime fan or have only just arrived. I am Paul, and I am joined by Kevin. Hello. Uh, Garrett. Hello. And Vars. Hi. Perfect. Okay, so the plan here is that we will talk through a few topics each show. Uh, while there is news to talk about, we'll likely talk about that, though we plan to also talk about some historical things like old performances, interviews, merchandise, other things that you might not have encountered yet if you're new around here. All of us have had you know, a first time seeing Metrock Met 2015 or the Scoopers interview or whatever, and maybe we'll find something that's new to you, but it's also fun for us to revisit things you know, that we already know. So we'll try to announce these in advance, I think, if uh, we can, so that we can all watch them before the discussion. And I think conceptually what I like to think of this podcast as, as is as being sort of a recreation of the experience of like waiting in line before a show. So this is episode one. Quite a few things have happened recently that we'll be talking about for a while, and we will not talk about them all <laughs> on this episode. In fact, we are probably going to postpone um, even proper introductions of we the hosts uh, until we've gotten through some of the big topics so we can now get started so the there's an obvious topic one we pretty much can't talk about anything but this as topic one which is yui mizuno's announcement uh so as as we all know uh there was an unofficial announcement on the uh you know various baby metal me uh social media that said uh let me open this up here. Everybody's read this, I understand, but nevertheless, as a reminder, uh, thank you for continually supporting Baby Metal. We will we would like to inform you of Baby Metal's new beginning, which will be effective starting this month, Baby Metal World Tour 2018 in Japan performances. So this was at, what was this, October 19th, so a little bit before the Japan shows. Yui Metal has, has expressed her desire to return performing with the group uh, in the following months after last December's performance due to health concerns. During her absence, both Sue Metal and Mo Metal, as well as the entire staff team, had been preparing for her awaited return. However, U Metal came to a decision that she will not be performing at Baby Metal World Tour 2018 in Japan, and that she will no longer be a part of Baby Metal. And then, you know, like no one can read the rest of it because like the screen gets blurry, right? <laughs> so, uh, and actually, then there was also a message to the fans, um, the short version of this, uh, I'll, I'll just read highlights, but uh, I've been absent from Baby Metal's recent concerts. I'm truly sorry for giving trouble to many people. I had thought again and again, but now it was decided that I leave Baby Metal. I'm sorry, apologetic. Uh, I'm not in perfect health even, even now, and I have a wish to move forward to my own long-lasting dream, so I decided in this way. Uh, and you should definitely read, you should read it all. Uh, not my little summary, but that's where, that's topic one. That is a huge thing. And so the thing I want to just start talking about is just like, take take a moment to sort of express our probably very similar thoughts about this, think about what it means and that sort of thing. So maybe Kevin, we can start with you. Uh, what, what thoughts do you have? Yeah, sure. I'll get the ball rolling here. Um, you know, I was, I'm sad like everybody else, you know, I came into the fan base, you know, just a couple of years ago. Uh, my first show was Palladium, uh, was that last year, I suppose, at this point. And, you know, little did I know that tour and that show was the only time I was going to see all three of them perform together. Um, so my first thought was just kind of reflection on, 
well, man, that's kind of a bummer that I don't get to fly to Japan, for example, and see the full stage production with all three of them. Um, you know, the more I got to thinking about it, I got, you know, I started asking myself, why did I get into this group in the first place? And first and foremost, it was the music, you know, yeah, the, the Kawhi, the, the girls, they're fun to watch and I enjoy their performances, but for me, the music has always been first. So just, you know, I let myself grieve a little bit, I suppose, as it were, but, you know, still hopeful for the future that, you know, the music is still going to be great. Yeah, I think the music so far has been good um, from what we've seen of upcoming albums, things like that. Um, and, you know, the other thing I thought of, too, is, well, you know, I'm glad she had the maturity and presence of mind to make a decision that she felt was right for her. You know, I'm sure it's equally gutting for her, if not more so, to leave basically what she's grown up with, you know, since before she was a teenager and pursue something new. That's really scary to do at 19 years old, especially when you already have an established career and income and all these great things looking forward. You know, and if it's the right decision for her health, you know, I have a hard time being angry or feeling bad because she made the decision for her. You know, it's not my place to uh, be angry or upset with that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Vars, what do you, what, uh, what do you think? Um, for me, uh, I'm a Yui fan, so it was very, very upsetting. In three weeks' time, I'm going to see my very first big metal show, and I was sort of expecting Yui to be there, but unfortunately, no. Uh, for the most part, um, I'm just happy that we know what's happening with her because it was just silence for months. There was so much like speculation going on, and um, I'm just happy that She's made her decision and we know what she wants to do from now on. Well, not for the, not for the future, but we know that, uh, that she's not going to be part of baby metal and she will want to pursue something else in the future. I, I totally agree with both of them. It's always, for me, it's always been in the music. I've always loved their music. I've never, in fact, my first year of fandom with a baby metal, I didn't even realize what the girls look like or didn't know their names and now they've grown on me so much I felt tragically you know very sad that Yui left but I mean it's a changing world everybody's got to move on they're gonna have to do something new it had no other choice clearly yeah yeah I mean I think so for me I guess uh obviously I, I agree with much of this I mean I I sort of started I don't know when, I, I guess probably about a, a year ago, which is, uh, what, October uh, 2017 was about when I got into this myself. Uh, and I would say, you know, I mean, I in the Discord, I put myself in an all role, but I mean, I I, I probably favored Yui. And so it's, it's uh, and I was, you know, with everybody else waiting to see if maybe like the next one was the one <laughs> that she'd appear at. Totally and, agree. Yeah, so I mean, it's... Uh, there's a relief in not having that uncertainty. Um, and, you know, it does seem, assuming we take everything at basically face value, which seems like the most sensible thing, it does seem like basically they intended to bring her back if she could come back, and it's been long enough that she decided she's not going to make them wait. And, and we probably will see her do something in the future. So that's, you know, that's also something you know i am impatient for but for uh, sure um but yeah i mean I, i'm i'm 
it's certainly possible to follow both careers, you know, so, and I intend to do that. But uh, yeah, this, I mean, uh, it's a major event though. I mean, like uh, it's a, it's a change to get used to. And uh, we don't know, I would say we don't really know where it's going. I, I mean, like I have ideas about things that could happen and I have ideas about like which of those things are better than the other things, but who knows really? The Fox God knows. Well, of course, yes, <laughs> that goes without saying, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, there's a lot of speculation. It is a lot of, it is kind of fun. It can be kind of, uh, antagonizing, uh, in, you know, some ways. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we all hope that it won't be too long before we see her doing something and we are all hoping she's happy. Uh, as possible. I mean, presumably it was something, it was got to have been something major that happened a year ago. So, or in December, I guess. But, but yeah, so I mean, so the kind of thing that people are speculating about are, you know, it's, it's essentially like to what extent is what we've seen in 2018 going to be like what we see in 2019. Um, and, you know, like there are various ways that could go. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you guys want to even wade into this? I've mentioned before, if you go back and listen to our episode zero in one of those old episodes, I, I think we are where we are in 2018 because of the uncertainty surrounding her return. And, you know, it's like writing a bad movie. Sometimes you write yourself in the script into a corner and you just don't know how to get out of it. And I think that's partly why we're on this dark side trip. They needed to come up with something quick, something they can do with just Sue and Moa to fulfill their tour obligations, to promote new music and things like that. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think going into 2019, I think we can expect a new album. You know, we have, what do we have? We have four songs, Elevator Girl, Tattoo, Starlight, and Distortion. Five, if you count, in the name of. So they're, they're steaming along towards that new album next year sometime. Mm -hmm. And I, I gotta think they're gonna they're going to change the way they present their product again once they're ready to get out there and start promoting and pushing this album. I wasn't around for the launch of Metal Resistance in the fandom, but from what I remember and from what I've read and heard from other fans is that once the album was close and dropped, that's when their media blitz kind of started. So I'm kind of hoping that's what we're going to see. We're going to get back to interviews. We're going to get back maybe to a sense of normalcy. I don't know if that's the right word, but that's what I'm going to use to describe it. Um, so I, I think we'll see something different in 2019. Um, and I guess part of me hopes we'll see something different in 2019. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think it could be, so now that the uncertainty is kind of behind us there, they, they can do media again. I mean, it doesn't make that much sense before there's something to promote, but, uh, you know, I'm, they seemed like they were very clearly steering away from all media, um, you know, before any decisions were made. Yeah, so. you know, I was, you know, I was, I was, I guess, a little vocal on this too in social media and things like this, being disappointed that we weren't at the very least getting post-show photos or any you know, if they did an interview. Um, disappointing that they weren't doing interviews. But I, you know, I think you got to remember too, they weren't sure what was going on with UE at some point, right? Mm -hmm. um, we don't, we don't know when all of this really took place. But if you are a music publisher publication journalist doing an interview with these girls you know if if you're 
worth anything, really. Your first question has got to be about where's your third member, right? Or something along those lines. So I, I think it was business strategy to kind of keep them away from the media. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, uh, I'm convinced of that. And I'm also fairly convinced that they, they really didn't know um, until about the time that the announcement happened. You know, like uh, at least everything that happens makes sense. <laughs> You know, with yeah, as a in retrospect, sure. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, so so something different is going to happen in 2019. I'm sure they're going to promote themselves. We're going to see a lot more of them. Uh, there's a clear question, I think, about what the shape is going to be because I think um, there's a a weird there. You know, there's a weird imbalance that's left if there's just two, and something needs something probably needs to break that. Um, either less of an imbalance or more than two, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, right. um, who knows, who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't know, Garrett, did you want to add any thoughts to this? I, I want to take the of just replacing Yui. It's hard to say. And nobody's like, I understand that nobody's going to like it at first, but I think it'd be a viable option because they can't hardly tour with seven members efficiently. That'd be so much more work. Yeah. I suspect that that, that probably wouldn't be the biggest consideration. <laughs> um, uh, because big groups do, do manage to tour, but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I the, yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting question to know, like what they think of their image, you know, because it certainly seems like we all know them pretty well. You know, like we know the individuals involved pretty well. Yes. And so, you know, is that a crucial part of the vision of this band or not? You know, it, it might be, in which case. I would have liked to think so, but. Well, I, I'm definitely among the, the people who would like that to continue to be true. Yeah. Um, but almost everything that we know about them, we know from their sort of alternate uh side which was the you know the sakura gakuin stuff mm -hmm. so anyway yeah i mean i think there's so there has been in the there's been a lot of discussion of like if they were gonna uh add a new member and i would i would always uh want to say that as that rather than use any version of the verb replace uh correct <laughs> <laughs> then uh you know there's all kinds of people people bring up you know ideas of like oh, who they think it might maybe should be uh and I don't know if that's productive or not. I suspect it is not uh, because all we can, all we know very little about like who's available, who's interested. Uh, and it's quite possible that someone we don't now know could well become known to us, you know? So we'll it's a see. pretty intense job. I wouldn't want to apply for it. Even no. if I were qualified. Absolutely. not. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's probably the most obvious uh, issue that I have with some of these discussions is that it's not, it's not like, it's not obvious that everybody would jump at the chance if they had this. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge undertaking. It's a big, you know, it, it is a instant fame, but that may right. not be what any individual person is after. So. It, I would go so far to say it's a lifestyle decision. We don't know exactly how much they rehearse and things and prepare for shows, but to execute at the level they do, we can infer that it's quite a bit. You know, and you're traveling all over the world. You're probably 
early 20s, late teens young girl who probably has her own ambitions and things like that. It's a big decision. It's a big job. Um, and there probably aren't a whole lot of people out there willing and qualified together that would want to do it, I would think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, uh, yeah, and I think the other, th the other thing, too, is that it is, um, for any other candidate, it is quite different from what they're doing. You know, I mean, like the musically, the music style is a, is a entirely different world. So, okay. I think, is it, is anyone else, uh, Boris, I don't know if you, you wanted another, another word in on this. Um, I think for the most part, I agree. I just think what happened this year, there was something planned and unfortunately due to what was happening, it just didn't plan out properly and a lot of confusion happened. Yeah. I like to think, uh, you know, like, I guess my, my, I have a sort of a benevolent view of all of this, which is that they were stuck with a, a couple of really just big, big problems and they did a fairly good job of, uh, dealing with it. You know, I mean, like they, they had some constraints, they did what they could. Uh, and I'm not sure that there were other decisions that I would have made differently, you know, so don't know. Anyway. Yes. Um, okay. So the, I think, I think we can move on to the second topic, uh, which is it's related. Uh, but the second topic was, is the baby metal world tour 2018 in Japan. So previous shows have discussed, you know, like the previous and the episode zero history of the podcast talked about what was happening in the summer. In fact, that is kind of why that exists. <laughs> um, <laughs> But now, now, you know, we are just now past all of the shows that were in Japan, which were what five, I think. Um, yes. So, uh, I don't know. So just to quickly run them down. Um, oh, and you know, I, I never did learn how to pronounce this first venue. Does anyone know offhand? Is that Makuhari? Yeah. That's not the word. I'm not sure how to pronounce. Makuhari, I think. No, no, I got that. What's the, it's, it's messy, Mesa. Uh, Messe, I think. Messe, okay. Totally guessing. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, but so the first two shows were at, well, let's, I'll just say Makahari, now that I've managed to spend a minute talking about this. Um, October 23rd and 24th, they had the shows just immediately after um, the announcement about Yui Metal. Uh, and what appeared was they, um, so Starlight, actually Starlight also came out right what, on October 19th. Right. I guess yes. just a I couple think, of days, right? Yeah. Same day as the announcement. Uh, and they managed to, so they traded tattoo for starlight. Uh, they had three additional dancers. Uh, the outfit changed and galactic empire opened. Uh, so maybe, maybe we can just start with that. Uh, what do we think about, you know, galactic empire, the outfits starlight from what we could tell from the fan cams. I, I love the galactic empire. Yeah. As a star Wars fan, I was, a little jealous that I wasn't at those shows. I love Star Wars. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't hear them before. Yeah. I follow Galactic Empire a little bit. I found them on YouTube a little while ago before before they announced, and I was really excited when I heard they get to open. Oh, that's wild. So you, you knew them even before? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm that deep in the Star Wars rabbit hole that they were <laughs> not new to me. <laughs> I followed um, Sabaton a little bit before the shows was even announced that's cool yeah i i basically had not heard of either of them <laughs> before this but uh 
but I love I love the quirkiness. There's just the just the idea of picking Galactic Empire. <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense, right? You go back to what 2016, and all the lore was like if you watch Wembley, the whole, it's basically let's how much how much Star Wars can we rip off for our lore injection during this concert? Dude, yeah. dude, the it's all the the dark the dark side the whole dark side lore is just so Star Wars. It's hilarious. It's just so ironic. It really is. It's kind of a hilarious. Uh, fit i suppose that's true you know somehow i seriously never connected the you know choice of galactic empire with the like the dark side <laughs> message yeah. but uh but you're totally right i mean like obviously there's something uh, yeah obviously koba himself is deeply influenced by star wars yeah, you gotta think so right but yeah i, I just the idea is i thought was was great um and I think uh, Starlight, I'm I'm sort of sad. I mean, like I don't I don't know what they could have done <laughs> apart from trading, you know, Starlight for a tattoo. But uh, it's too bad that they didn't play both. It's cool that they played Starlight immediately. Yeah, I wish I could have heard it. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of people that were suggesting that Tattoo might have actually not been originally written as a Sue solo. They just threw it in for the U.S. tour because they needed something to showcase her voice, I, I guess. I, I thought of that, too. Um, so that might be one of the reasons they swapped it out. Because mm-hmm. it was originally designed to be performed with both Moe and Yui. Yui. <laughs> I can talk. say that again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's certainly the impression. There's, it's, it's always been weird that she's out there with, like, backup vocals not represented by people. Yeah, exactly. So, and the uh, and so of course, what was I thought was what was a little bit funny about these, uh, you know, original shows is that that uh, the Japan shows is that largely what we here who weren't in Japan got to see, and actually even the people who are in Japan because the you know almost all you see is the screen for the majority of the people there, but um, we didn't get super clear images of what their outfits were, but. Uh, they looked pretty crazy in the in the like super low resolution fuzzy cams. What about Sue's hairstyle though? Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I think um, I think it turned. I mean, they looked pipe cleaners. Can they confirm yeah, okay. their dreads or no? Well, it it seemed like they were dreadlocks of some kind, but I don't know if that's. I mean, actually, even now, I don't really know because the well, good photos we have are from a different show. We got we got pro shots of some of those concerts, right? And they did not look like dreadlocks. They looked like pipe cleaners. To me, it looked like, if I had to guess, their hair was pulled back and like in a bun with mm-hmm. like an ornament around it. Yeah, yeah, sort of feathered. Yeah. Like feathered out. So, yeah, I don't think they were dreads. Oh, nice. That's actually cool. Yeah, no, I mean, so um, I'm not sure that the hair is the same. So the next shows after that were the Dark Knight Carnival, which is the you know, late announcement, but had both opening bands and, you know, was right. just sort of... Um, you know, so both Galactic Empire and Sabaton opened, um, and they did a little stunt uh, where they they played uh, Metatoro without um, uh, like that was the first time it's been played this whole tour, and they brought out one member from each of the opening bands to, to come stand on stage and not know what they're doing. It was a beautiful moment. Darth Vader standing next to yes. Moa saluting with a lightsaber is something I really wish I got to see and experience in person. <laughs> yeah it was that was pretty wild um 
it was at the cost of GJ, but, um, and I don't know why these people can't play more than like 11 songs or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Well, there's a theory on that, isn't there? Uh, there are theories on many things, but, uh, did you want to say this theory? <laughs> uh, well, from that, uh, what's that, what's that guy's name, that YouTuber who did that full on video on the whole tour, uh, his theory was, um, was due to the commies and Yui. Awesome cake. Yui being, yeah, the awesome cake guy. Uh, he said something about because of Mikio's passing, having uh, later on the Kami, uh, on the Kami team, that they were sort of restricted because, you know, uh, Mikio was a usual on the Kami team, and he would, he was like always there while Lena was sort of a backup, and he didn't know all the songs. He he didn't really, he couldn't, they couldn't do more. Songs. You know, something like that. I don't know the exact like yeah. theory, but that's something. Well, yeah, I mean, so um, maybe I should just uh, briefly promote the Awesome Cake video. Um, this, by the way, I, I don't, I don't know Awesome Cake myself, um, and I don't know what to call him except for Awesome Cake. But he's the one. If you have ever seen this little video that says, "But it's baby metal, so I need it," <laughs> when he's holding the, the um, you know, LP, um, he recently fairly recently put a um pretty long youtube uh video up that that kind of went through all, a lot of these topics but yeah that was one of them that that essentially uh the the band didn't have enough time to prepare much more than what they did um and i think i think he may be right you know like i think he might be right about the the you know the fact that some of the songs needed more preparation than there was time for, but it still doesn't explain why songs that were played before had, couldn't be played later. <laughs> you know, I mean, like by the time True. they got to Dark Knight Carnival, they they had played fourteen different songs or something like that in the tour. So there's just so many variables we don't know. I I'm not even comfortable speculating as to why their shows are shorter now. Yeah, uh, it it is. I was a little bit surprised, though, that the you know when they were in Japan, they weren't more elaborate. The stage set was nice, but uh, anyway. So yeah, the Dark Knight Carnival. We had a little bit of fan cam stuff from uh, ahead of it. That um, it was. I my spirit was lifted. I don't know. Did any of you kind of watch some of the live uh, feeds before the show? Yeah, I saw a little bit of them. Yeah, I, you know, I agree. I was. Okay, they can still do their thing. I guess that was the reassuring part of it for me. They're still baby metal. The music is still good. The stage show got a little weird. Uh, I, I don't really want to talk about the, the backup dancers in length because that's a very controversial topic. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. My spirits, I think, were a little lifted as well. When I was dead, um, there was, I think, some some broadcast of the what do you call it? Periscope, I guess, or the Instagram, where there was some, there was some feed of like someone just actually in the line ahead of it before it started. And, um, and it was, it was great. You know, there were people having fun. It was like, it was like a fun line. <laughs> and in a way that I think most other lines were a little anxious. Yeah, but. sure. So it's a good word to describe it, at least from the U S tour. Yeah. Well, and, and, Every single show was like, is this going to, is there going to be some big event that's going to happen at this one? <laughs> no, they're all the same. 
Uh, oh, and I remember also thinking that Sabaton was a great choice um, for an opening band when I was like listening to the Dark Knight Carnival because they um, uh, somehow they really sort of like were great hype. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that. So, uh, okay, and then um, then after that there were the Kobe shows, um, October thirtieth and thirty first. So Dark Knight Carnival was the Halloween show that was held like two days before, a few days before Halloween. But uh, and then TV Tokyo showed a bit of the, the like we knew they were going to show parts of what I think three songs from the Dark Knight Carnival on a show called Japan Countdown. Yes. Uh, who here watched that? Is that well? I saw the preview for it i don't think yeah. the show's aired yet unless oh, no, no. i totally missed it you totally missed it <laughs> oh no kidding <laughs> uh, wow yeah it was on um yeah it was on tv tokyo and it was like sunday morning at 9 30 in japan so it was like you know after <laughs> so it was actually kind of fun hanging out in the discord because several of us were kind of watching the the streams uh i i paid for the stupid whatever it is you know the the uh expat japan tv streaming vsui fuji tv i think it's now whatever for joy tv uh for a month so i could see this thing and uh it turned out that it was it was like two minutes long there was like clips from three different songs and and like writing on the screen and talking over all of it and so how much yeah. did, how much did you pay to see that uh, should i admit this <laughs> no, <laughs> no i mean, don't have to yeah it um well, I had to subscribe for a month, you know, because I think that there used to be free, uh, like free one day, like free 24 hours or something on Fuji TV. And it didn't, it didn't exist anymore. Um, so, cause I used that to watch legend S and, and the, whatever it is, uh, big Fox festival on wow. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I think it's like 30, something like that, somewhere around $30 a, a month. So, so I had to I just... find something else to watch. <laughs> Lot, I just, so I just, I just pulled it up on YouTube and I just have to redeem myself a little bit. I did see this. I guess I was confused because I expected there to be three actual songs because that was the last I'd heard of it. And I did see this video. I guess I just, yeah, it, like I said, I expected there to be three full songs shown. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, well, I mean, I was starting to get the hint that something like this was going to happen <laughs> when you look at that. It's like a half hour show and they have like, 15 different topics they're going to cover this is one of them <laughs> right right okay so but it was kind of fun to hang out in the discord and and uh you know comment on the ads and the shows that were before <laughs> sure so uh and it, actually one other thing that that's maybe somewhat relevant about the, the world tour you know japan shows is that they didn't sell out all their stuff at dark knight carnival so um at least i mean i don't know i don't know if it's still available but um the spare merch was available on a smart right a smart i don't know how do you how do you I, I only type this i don't pronounce it i've never Where, had to say it out loud i was in my brain i say a smart so that's what i say too i think yeah anyway yeah i think if i'm not mistaken it was the one only but um and i think actually by the time i looked most anything i cared about was sold out so uh any, anyone else want to throw anything in about the merch? Oh, the merch or the world the tour? Of the I show. To... No, well, I didn't really like it. Okay, you know, I knew a bunch of people that went over for the Japan shows, and I didn't ask for anything. That's kind of the first time I've not asked. Just wasn't really feeling it. 
I think they've had better merch. Yeah, agreed. There was there was nothing. There's nothing that I wanted even. Like, yeah. I'm not a big shirts person myself, and I not none of them. <laughs> uh, and I didn't really want the whatever this the skull pendant yeah. or whatever it is. All right. Uh, so let me move on to I don't know what the time is. I I paid no attention to when we started. So uh, we're at 32 minutes. All right. That seems about right. Um, so the next couple of things I wanted to talk about, I've labeled as mini topics in our own internal notes uh, because I don't think there's as much to say about them. But uh, mini topic, you know, our third topic, the fan cams are disappearing. Um, Amuse, it seems, has uh, been knocking off a lot of the, uh, some of the more prized fan cams. So who here thinks that's a good idea? No, anybody exactly. does. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, so I mean, I I have gone on a little bit of a downloading tear to try to like download everything that's still there, you know. And and now, anytime I see something, I will grab it. But um, is there anything? Uh, so, Garrett, you were you had mentioned before we started recording that that uh, this affected something of yours. Yeah, I was at the first Kansas first show of the U.S. tour in Kansas City, and I was the first person to upload any fan cam footage from the show without Yui. So that was pretty big news, and the videos I recorded of distortion got blown up all over the internet. Um, it's kind of unfortunate, but I mean, I understand why they have to do it, or why they want to do it. They're wanting to promote the album, not fan cam footage. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I'm taking down my videos. I think it's unfortunate they're taking everybody's down because I like watching them live a lot more than I want, like watching them. I hear listening to them on the studio records. So it's yeah. just, I don't know. I like love the, like the fan experience point of view. Yeah, definitely. Um, were, were there any ones that, that you can't find now that you um, wish you could? Starlight. Oh, is that, you can't find, is that gone now? No, I don't think it ever existed, but I wanted it to. Hmm. It exists, I think. Well, if it does get it, I mean, like, find a way to download it. I'll try and find it now. <laughs> but, he searched it up during the podcast. <laughs> don't question me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. There's, so, there have been various opinions expressed about the fan cams. And, you know, I, honestly, I don't, I don't think that there's much of a brain behind the takedowns. You know, I, I suspect that there's a fair amount of just, you know, people saying uh, or like bots saying like this this has the right keyword or this you know has some kind of fingerprint in it or something um i think there's a there's like a real debate about what good or damaged fan cams do i mean but uh i can guarantee that there's no chance i would say well i'm not going to buy the blu-ray because i'm happy with the fan cam <laughs> yeah for sure so well, so this is the first band that i've really followed super closely um maybe somebody else with more experience can chime in i was kind of under the impression that when groups are promoting new material or getting ready to drop a new album this was kind of normal behavior to kind of purge the internet of unofficial content to steer people towards the official stuff does anybody have any knowledge or experience with that i've seen it happen before but i don't fully understand why 
I guess from a from like a you know nerd search engine optimization point of view, I suppose it's possible that you don't want to keep, to be yeah. competing with the most popular fan cam when you right. when your news is the top. But that's kind of what I was wondering was going on. Yeah, it is. That is frustrating. Um, uh, and you know, so uh, the point that a lot of people make uh, is that these are there are certain things that happen to just individual shows. You know, like birthday birthday celebrations or or you know Yui singing singing headbanger or whatever you know um that aren't on any blu-ray they're never going to be sold i mean we can pretty much guarantee unless there's like 15 years from now some kind of you know big vault opening of all the old videos but as far as we know we're, that was the only only chance that anybody has to see it um it was designed probably for just that audience so maybe that's important, but uh, it does seem like we're all missing out if we don't if we can't see these. Yeah, well, you know, I I agree. I mean, fortunately, it's not completely purged, and maybe this is a good time to promote Daily Motion. As far as I know, Daily Motion's upload service is really copyright friendly. You can get away with murder over there. So if you've that's got true. all that, if you have all that great stuff, maybe head on over there. Right. Yeah. Um, it's. My my search experience is not great, but um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the ad, well, and actually, the ad experience is terrible. It's terrible. Use an ad block. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, I think you know. So there, there are, is some debate about whether fan cams should exist in the first place because uh, you know they do say at the beginning, no flags, no recording, you know, but. Uh, but I, you know, I think, um, and, I, well, and actually, maybe one thing that I did want to say about the existence of fan cams. First of all, I, I don't, I don't actually believe that they believe no one's going to record. But um, one thing that I do think is kind of not cool about fan cams is when you are the fifth fifth row back and you can't see anything because you it's just a wall of cell phones in front of you. Absolutely. So, I'm sympathetic with the idea of of uh limiting it to kind of like non-obtrusive recording but when i'm not actually there in the fifth row i would like someone to have recorded it paul that's why i gotta buy a 270 dollars vip ticket and get to the venue at 6 a.m to right. be number three in line exactly never it's impossible to be number one in line <laughs> so bars i i feel you've gotten left out of here a little bit is there any uh thoughts on the fan cams you wanted to put in um just expect one from me. Um, might kill someone during Gimme Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Give, uh, give me chocolate, I think is what he was trying to say. You cut out there a little bit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Just expect me to kill someone during Gimme Chocolate. That'll be hilarious. <laughs> yes. So um, it'll be interesting to hear uh, what this turns out like in the end, because um, as we're recording it, a lot of us are cutting out <laughs> here and there. <laughs> So, um, it could be that you are you to listen to this. Um, yeah, I'm using Discord's push to talk uh, by just holding down the talk key the whole time, <laughs> which does seem like it's kind of a waste. But anyway, uh, for what right. it's worth, I haven't heard anybody cut out. Okay, so maybe Except maybe you're... okay. Well, I can't hear myself. That's true. <laughs> so perhaps everything is good. We are hoping that everything is good. Uh, okay, so the um, the next sort of mini topic that I think is maybe worth mentioning here uh, is that BMD Fox Apparel, the, we may all remember them from 
this <laughs> sudden weird appearance that they made uh, the great tease ago. <laughs> yeah uh, but so it's i don't actually know that much about the the thing itself except that it is it's basically a clothing line that is affiliated with the band uh you know i mean it's 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 uh i don't know who the like who makes the clothes you know but it is their clothing line uh and they opened a pop-up store november 13th to 19th so it's just closed now or closing now i think actually there was just a tweet that uh went about it and i don't know i, I think it's the last day today was okay. the tweet yeah okay day of recording right so um but and it was a, it was a pop-up uh, a pop-up stand you know in in a, i guess a mall or something i, I w- wasn't really clear on where it was because I obviously was not going to be able to go, but it was kind of, there were uh, photos of it. You know, there's a little bit of special merch that was available just there or not merch, but clothes. Um, I forget now even what they were. Do you remember where they were? Um, like what, what the special items were. It's just athletic wear. It's the same stuff they introduced. What was, I think it was less, was it earlier this year? The, uh, the crazy design athletic wear that has, no mention of the band, no logo, nothing like that. And yeah, it's it really really expensive. Yeah. It's all yeah, the same stuff. Website. It was Looks like a cool, secure website. Yeah, it's it's the hoodie. There's some sweatpants. There's some trainer-looking pants, shorts, I think, too. Mm-hmm. But I think there was there was actually something that was special to the pop-up store. Anyway, whatever. Um, uh, the the sort of main notable thing is that they they actually had Mo and Sue modeling it. You know, so that, yeah, that was cool. Brief up. I'm always for new pictures. Yeah. And well, and actually, in the merch domain, we also uh, have from the official store from babymetalstore.com, and I think it's supposed to be on the UK store as well. Uh, a new ugly holiday sweater for 65 US dollars and a prayer candle for 25 US dollars. So, Pray to the fox god. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's chocolate scented. Uh, oh, hey. Oh, nice. People say that the holiday sweater is not quite the same as one from last year. That it was um, that it's a like a tighter knit and possibly cheaper, like cheaper in <laughs> construction. How much did the one last year cost? That I don't Anybody know. know. I thought I remember it being like absurdly expensive. That's always a good assumption with merch oh, yeah, related course, to the but... band. Yeah, they, my, they definitely have changed my perspective on the value of money (laughs) (laughs) i mean things things look cheap now that never did before yeah all right let's see so um maybe i'll just move to a couple of other just kind of like quick quick topics that i had written down and if any of us have any things that they any other things they want to add in here but um one thing that happened that was kind of interesting recently was that uh for a brief time poppy metal uh was Accidentally, we assume, followed by the the baby metal official account. He was the only one followed. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen his face when he saw that notification. Have a stroke instantaneously. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's marvelous. It lasted for a day, I think, maybe most of a day. Uh, and you know, they were following exactly one person, and it was him. And he's a very deserving person. Uh, Absolutely. Probably mo- one of the most dedicated fans there is. Uh, and, uh, it does, one thing it does definitely mean is that they're aware of him. Like whoever's running that account is aware of him because they, Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, well, I was just going to say that they were, you know, they had to be looking at his, 
profile to click, you know, follow. Yeah. Hey, doesn't he have like? Didn't he post like a lot of the close-up fan cam footage? Yeah, a lot of his fan cams got the uh, amused man hammer. What conspiracy time? What if they followed him so they could DM him to warn him of the purge? I think that's really unlikely. Yep. <laughs> I I think it's along the same lines of uh, the Baby Metal official account tweeting about the uh, World Cup and supporting. Was it? I think it was Korea was playing at the time. Oh, like a Somebody just forgot to switch accounts. Yeah, yeah. It was a football match between South Korea and I forget who they were playing during the World Cup, but somebody tweeted on the Baby Metal account, like, go South Korea, <laughs> which was promptly this? deleted. I'm doing the World Cup. Now. It was during the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. So you know, who knows how many people have the credentials to log into their socials? So somebody just forgot to switch their account. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty hilarious. Um, GN Official, uh, the graphic novel. Um, Social media has been starting to follow a few people. And uh, I, I was planning on talking about them later. Oh, and actually, maybe one thing that I'll say about the graphic novel. Um, we probably will. I'm, I, I think we're going to try to contain our discussion about the graphic novel, not like the contents, at least, of the graphic novel to one episode later that you can not listen to if you want to. You have our permission not to listen to that episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, the. Um, uh, Generally speaking, though, the, the graphic novel um, official account, the Z2 account, and uh, Chomin Chuck himself uh, have been just fantastic on Twitter. Uh, and probably Instagram, too, but I haven't been checking. So They have had a lot to do, I think, with the improvement of mood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for a while, though, they were the only news related to the band. Yeah. And they were then they're interactive and they they you know they read what you write and write back, so yeah, they all seem like great guys. Uh, other things that are obviously uh, on the horizon, we have uh, the Good Things Festival is rapidly approaching. I think we're going to have one more recording before it, um, but then the episode after it, we're going to have to hear all about it. So, um, what what are you are you going to one of the shows, all of the shows, Vars? Uh, I'm really going to the Melbourne show. Uh, it's very expensive going to all three uh, festivals. They're like $180 Australian each. Okay. I can understand that. But uh, that's got to be exciting, though. I mean, like, uh, we may all remember uh, who are on the Discord. What happened when they announced that? <laughs> yeah, I was just, uh, I woke up one morning and I just was scrolling through uh, Twitter. I think I was following a Metal Incarnate. Uh, shout out to him. Um and you just said, oh, Bay Metal's coming to Australia. I was like, yeah, yeah, right, mate, yeah. And I look at the, the set list for this, like, festival called Good Things that says Bay Metal, and I'm, like, jumping out of my seat, like, freaking out. I'm like, no, this is this is fake. And then I saw the official account, and I was just freaking out. I, was, I like, called my mom and was like, dude, I need a ticket to this now. Help. <laughs> <laughs> mom, credit card. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> yeah and i was i was on the discord um some people like i was getting tagged all day and there was people tagging me like oh isn't vars australian you know this that this that and like this whole year i, I was like there's times where i've like wanted them to come to australia and always freaked out like oh it probably would never happen till next year or the year after but then all of a sudden i wake up one morning and they're coming this year which is just insane to me so yeah, I, I can't wait for that. It's in three weeks' time. It's just going to be insane. Yeah, 
I'm sure we all envy you the uh, possibility of an upcoming show. <laughs> First show for you too, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've never been to a Bay Metal show before. Uh, I'm jealous of your excitement. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a Singapore show, show even uh, also between now and then. I don't know. I haven't thought very much about that. But um, anyway, we might. I think that's actually, I think if we do go on a two-week schedule, it'll still be just after uh, the next recording. Yes. December 3rd is that show, I think. Sounds. 4th, I think. 4th? Right around there. So let's see. Uh, Other other things that have happened. um, The the graphic novel has had a lot of the news recently. So um, Kerrang! magazine has actually a pretty big uh, 12-page pullout of the, you know, I forget now even what it is, uh, chapter 1 and 2 or something of the graphic novel. Um, And the baby metal store has some related merch. Uh, Starlight is apparently as- affiliated with this graphic novel as the image song, the, some sort of official song. Um, Asmart has an interview with the, the artist and something. So I assume that, uh, well, does anyone have the magazine? Yeah, I have it. Okay. Yeah. I also have it. And I have two, in fact, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and you know, I sort of flipped through it and said, yeah, yeah that's indeed what it, what this is. Uh, by now, I mean, like, by now I have five of the graphic novels. <laughs> oh, wow. Gee. Uh, six, no, six. I have one of every cover, and then I have, but I have two of the Barnes & Noble ones. Don't think, just spend. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll, we'll talk about the graphic novel more later, but the, the big bit of news that I think we have to mention now um, is that uh, Callie Matthews got the very first deluxe one um, and did a a wonderful like YouTube uh, unboxing and demonstration of it. She didn't show any of the contents of it, but uh, wow. Did you guys watch this? I did. Uh, maybe take a moment. If people don't know who this person is, if you could just maybe provide a little bit of insight. Well, and uh, I don't know if anyone can do this better than me. Uh, Cause I, I only know that uh, she has done, I've seen a number of, of kind of like unboxing slash reviews of other deluxe editions, the one editions, things like that of baby metal recordings. She's, she makes very, you know, sort of, uh, good, good YouTube videos. They're fun to watch. You know, she's, uh, uh, thorough about what, what she, uh, what she, un- what she talks about there. Um, and it's, you know, it's fun to watch them because she loves them. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, so she's, uh, she's gotten herself to a point where she's sort of a, a famous fan. Uh, and, somehow um she got i mean this because she was a famous fan she got the attention of z2 and they asked her if she wanted to be uh, to do one of these unboxing review videos of the deluxe edition which is the it's a large scale version of the graphic novel in a in a very you know sort of fancy biblical looking cover um and so they sent it to her and she put the review up and was there something else that that uh, I should that I missed there? No, I think you nailed it, and good for her. You know, I'm glad to see at least somebody in the fan base is getting recognized by somebody at least one degree separated from the band. Right. No, that was, the the video is delightful. Um, I mean, like it, it's clear that she, she was completely you know stunned by this. Uh, yeah. And I would mean the idea that I mean all of us sort of have put a fair amount of investment in in them in the band you know like we 
we have sort of devoted a lot of our mental energy to them. And it's very weird to think that any of that could be coming back the other direction. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know, Garrett, did you, did you have a chance to see that? I did not know. I'll watch what? it later tonight. Did, so, uh, we're, uh, I don't know what your relationship is to the graphic novel. Do you have it? Do you have I you... do I do not have it yet. I went to my local Barnes and Noble and they did not have it yet. And I might just end up ordering it online somewhere here in the next day or two. Uh uh-huh. okay. Yeah. Uh, did anyone else here uh order the deluxe one? No. I have I don't even know what edition to call it. I was the a day one pre order on Amazon. <laughs> That's it's just it's the black cover with oh, the, the right. uh, with the eclipse softback. Yeah, right. Yeah, I debated a while and then did finally order the deluxe one um, because, of course, I thought they were going to sell out. <laughs> they have <laughs> no, they have not sold out. But um, but yeah, so it's um, it is a very expensive. This is a very expensive version of it. But this the um, art is all full sized. So. And if you watch this video, uh, uh, Callie's video, it is, it is so big. This is such a large book. I mean, it, it's, you know, it's like as big as two of her heads. <laughs> I think if you look at the picture, we're holding it up. Um, so I don't know what I'd do with it. It's so big. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but, uh, I, I too was, I mean, and I know it, it was expensive enough that I'm happy. It's, you know, there's a lot of, content <laughs> I, you know, I, I guess the the uh, price per ounce is pretty good yeah well even if we don't want to talk about it really yet the art is spectacular i'm really pleased with the art inside so to have it kind of in a big print in a hardback would be pretty special mm-hmm. and it comes with i think two prints um two you know like that are outside the book so and right. they're signed Right and sketched in. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's pretty, it's a very expensive. It's a pretty big deal, though. Um, and I'm just blown away that they that they gave her this one. I think that is the coolest thing I've seen in a long time. Definitely. All right. Uh, I think again, I have not watched the clock, so I think, but we've got to be you know well over when we wanted to be. So, anyone else? Anyone else want to say anything in? Uh, say anything on any of these things? Any news that I missed? No, I think you're there. Okay. And of course, there are big topics that we didn't talk about, and we will talk about them in the future. But I think we will say that that is it for this episode. So join us on the Baby Metal Podcast Discord to continue the conversation. And rating the podcast on whatever platform you listen on will help people find it. So please do that. We'll be back here in about two weeks, and we hope you'll join us. And until then, see you.